0: Hi, my name is Steve Watson, the Maricopa County School Superintendent, and thank you for joining me for today's episode of Extra Credit, a podcast from the office of the Maricopa County School Superintendent. Today we are talking homeschool education, and recently I was able to visit with Allison Gentala, who wears many hats working with Arizona families for homeschool education, where she sits on the board and is Director of Government Affairs. She's a professional educator, mother of eight children, and homeschool parent and we're excited to visit with her. All right, Uh, Alison, thank you uh, very much for talking with me today. Can you just maybe tell us just a little bit about uh, just who you are, um, what your role is, uh, especially with the homeschool community here in Arizona? And uh, we would kind of just like to kick it off with that, if that's okay. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and thank you. I'm honored to be here and to be able to speak about homeschooling. Uh, My name is Allison Gentala. I am a wife, mother of eight children, and uh, a second-generation homeschooler. So I, I serve on the board of Arizona Families for Home Education, where I am the Director of Government Affairs, as well as the Director of Special Needs.
0: That's terrific. And you do have me beat, oh, with my six children. <laughs> um, uh, that's uh, that, that's hard to yes, do. Yes, it is. But, uh, you know, and how wonderful are our kids. Um, you know, we love them. You know, I'll be honest, one of the benefits I feel like uh, around COVID-19 is I've really spent a lot of time uh, with my kids and my family, and we've had a really great time. And um, so, so that was... You know, we've done some educational trips. Uh, we go different places. Um, we've we've really had a f- lot of fun kind of exploring Maricopa County and uh, the state. And so that actually, I don't want to claim to be homeschooling my children in this situation <laughs> yeah. because I know how hard it is, uh, how much work goes into that. But I can definitely see the benefits of kind of being with your kids um, and helping to drive that education just in everything you do throughout the day. Right. Right. What would you say to somebody who is is kind of, this is the first time they've ever considered that. Uh, this is the first time they've really thought about that as, as an option for their kids. And what kind of advice would you give them when starting to go down this this path and explore this journey of homeschooling, uh, homeschooling your family?
1: Uh, well, I would say welcome to the amazing journey. It, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, to watch your children learn to be right there um you know i, I would encourage parents to do their research there there are some legal um, requirements here in arizona that you you must fulfill with your kids uh, but it's it's such a relaxed self-directed education that it, it can be a benefit to many kids and especially right now as we have you know children who who may be more susceptible to the virus than others and and parents, uh, concerned about either their child bringing the virus home to other siblings or, uh, you know, their either real or perceived regulation that they, they think is going to be there in the fall and they're, they're concerned. Uh, I, I'm excited. I think this is the first time we've ever seen, I, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the world shut down and, and every parent became completely involved in, in their kid's education and, and became a, a big part of that in a new way.
0: Yeah, you know, that's interesting, too, because I was having a conversation recently with, um, you know, a a gentleman talking about hybrid learning. And, you know, I said, how does that work effectively with our youngest kids? So I have an eight-year-old who is, you know, has been trying to do kind of a Zoom call and with their, their teachers. And he said, you know, even at those younger ages, that's not really practical in a traditional school setting. Um, you really need that kind of, uh, adult doesn't necessarily have to be a professional educator, but that adult sitting next to that child, um, you know, helping them navigate that process. And when you're homeschooling your kids, that's just built in. That's what you do. Um, and so you, I mean, you're, you're there every step of the way. Um, and so talking about your own eight children and homeschooling them what have been what have been some differences that you've noticed um, with different kids uh, with different experiences um, you know, different learning styles uh, different personalities um, and throughout that process and how do you handle something like yeah. that
1: well you know it, it's just amazing how unique every child is and, and their learning style and what they get excited about and what they roll their eyes about and um, you know, we, we made the decision to put our high school kids at a local private high school. Uh, having a large family, it gives me the ability to then really focus on the foundation with my younger kids. We have some special needs uh, learners. and We also have some gifted students. So uh, and just having the ability to focus in on what is, what is this kid's passion, what gets them excited about learning. And, and really, as a mom, my goal is to say, what do they need to have to launch well into adult life? You know, Educationally, spiritually, socially, what do they need to have? How do they launch well and, and be successful adults? And then I build that into my program of, of how I'm gonna raise them and how I'm going to educate them.
0: Yeah, that's terrific. and. Uh... Would you say that for, the, for, for all of your kids, is, has the plan been when they reach a certain age, maybe go to that local pro, private high school? You know, I know a lot of families who have really, um, you know, friends of mine who have said, you know, we homeschool our kids up until about the age of eight and 10. And then we feel, you know, giving them that foundation, like you yeah. mentioned, and sending them into a more traditional school setting. Uh, where do you feel like a nice balance has been for you and your family?
1: you know well with with our family I intended to homeschool all the way through high school I you know it just you know kind of digging into the uniqueness of each child and and how they're going to learn best and we made the call 2 years ago to put a few kids there at private high school it wasn't always our plan and I and I will say I know so many homeschool families that do an excellent job in high school we have a um, a homeschool mom that Major, and she says, "Hey, I'll step in and teach science classes." And uh, oftentimes, we find our high school students doing a concurrent enrollment or dual enrollment at a community college. So I do graduate from high school. So there are many ways that you can homeschool successfully all the way through. Um, it just wasn't it wasn't what we decided to do for our kids.
0: Sure. And each kid, you know, like we've said, uh, has a different experience and, and different needs there. Right. It, and are you seeing a, a big uptick in interest? Um, are, for example, you, you guys have, you know, Affy's website. You know, the first thing I put it, you know, if you go to Google, one of the first thing that pops up for homeschooling in Arizona is your website. Are you seeing a a big uh, uptick from your end? Are you answering more questions? Uh, What has it been like for for your organization?
1: Absolutely. We have seen a number of people um, calling in to our our phone, uh, sending in email messages through the website, but we've actually seen more activity in our Facebook groups, social media. You know, parents are already there. We have multiple groups. We for families who are already homeschooling, um, homeschool, Afy Homeschool Arizona. And then we decided a few years ago to create a special group for those who are considering. They're not sure that they'd like their question. They want to talk to parents who have been through it or or professionals who can give them some guidance. So we have a Facebook group called Considering Homeschooling in Arizona. And, and yeah, we're just seeing, I mean, we we can't get to the approvals quick enough to, to let everybody a waiting list, and some are related to the the pandemic and the shutdown. Um, You know, other times it might be more related to uh, the perceived, uh, you know, regulation that's coming, or maybe it's a parent who always kind of wanted to homeschool, but they just didn't take the plunge, and then the shutdown happened, and they were like, wow, I can do this. I can totally do it, and I, I enjoy it, so...
0: Yeah, you know, that's interesting. You talk about that joy um, of, you know, I I was a classroom teacher for 15 years. Uh, There definitely is a joy that comes with uh, teaching and seeing those, those light bulbs above a, your, your own children's head just illuminate yeah. when you're sharing something. And I think when you're homeschooling, you get to see that a lot more than maybe um, if you're sending your kid to school every day, which is great. Yeah. But at the same time, to be able to, to be a part of that and see that happening, there's, there's just a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of, you know, really excitement for a parent around seeing this happen. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, it, it's, you know, much the same way. It's exciting. You know, like I remember, you know, leaving my son uh, with a babysitter and being like, don't, if he takes his first step while I'm gone, don't tell me, I want to see the first step, you know, how you do with your first child and and, and it can kind of be that way with education. Like, ah, oh, I want to see them read that first word. I want to see that light bulb go off. And, and it's, it's not an option that appeals to everybody, but it is, it is a fantastic sure. option for parents as they look at all the different options in Arizona, which, is an amazing state for school choice that they can consider that and see if that's a good fit for their children and for their family and their dynamics.
0: And you, you mentioned that, you know, sometimes we have homeschool families who are, are, you know, maybe doing, you know, a program, you know, with another, another homeschool family, what are those, those resources? You know, for example, if I don't feel strong in teaching uh, an English curriculum or, you know, let's say my weakness is math, what are some resources out there in the homeschool community to help me supplement my ability to teach my own children?
1: Well, I think that's a really great question. And I, and I think that it's one of the reasons why some parents are, are timid to, to jump in and start because they think, well, I, did, I didn't do so well in math, or I didn't do so well in this, that. Um, this is an amazing, amazing information age. I mean, there are there are, you know, courses. You can buy individual courses online and have your child do that. I would say the greatest support would be to go to um, some of the websites. I know uh, your superintendent's website has some resources available, but Arizona Families for Home Education has an amazing website. I might be a little biased, but it's afhe.org, <laughs> A-F-H-E.org. And we have information on the law, we have an affidavit that can be downloaded, and um, we have uh, support groups. I, I would say it's, it, it is, it, you just have to have your support. It's not always easy. you know. Uh, I, I think everybody realizes this now too, having your kids home 24-7, it's, it can be a challenge, but it, there's also amazing beauty in that. So finding that the relationships for your children, and, and we participate in a co-op called Branches. So one day a week, we are at this facility all day long, and my kids are going to different classes, maybe robotics or theater or, or what have you, all those great support subjects. And my son did science. I wasn't super excited about all the experiments in the house, so I signed him up, let's do the science, the co-op, <laughs> so we we'll get that done. Um, there are just so many. So if you go to afhe.org slash support groups and you can click on your county and then you can find the support group that is is what you're looking for because each one's going to look a little different. One might be for a PE program or a literature club and one might be at actual classes. It might just be a mom's group. You know, moms really need that support too. Finding your tribe. You know, our oldest son just graduated from high school and he had a little graduation celebration but the, the people who he chose to celebrate with, the buddies that he, they, he did his little party with, were the homeschool friends that he's had since he was six years old. And so, uh, you know, then the moms are together, like, can you believe when we started this together? You know, it's just that amazing support that you'll find. And, and you'll find uh, just an incredible support. You jump in there. Moms want to help each other, they want to help you along the same journey that they're on. So, those support support groups are vital.
0: You know, and I think that's really important for people to understand. We often think that homeschool is almost self-isolation. Uh, but for you uh, maybe to be reach your maximum potential, it is those relationships that you build uh, with other homeschool families who, you know, you're sharing your experiences and they're sharing theirs that can really enrich the entire process.
1: Absolutely. You know, Ed, our current schedule before the, the pandemic was that we were out of the house three days a week. And so I know there are people like Harvard professor, Elizabeth Bartley, who, um, you know, she had, I don't know if you saw her, she had an article published in the Arizona law review. There's been a lot of noise around her. She's calling for a presumptive ban on homeschool. And, and so one of the articles where she was interviewed, had this picture of a a home and the child in the home. And there were like prison bars on the window. And, you know, it it is so much, so much drama there. But um, the truth is that, While it is parent-directed home education, children are out in the community, they are learning, they're going on hikes and field trips and museums, yeah.
0: You know, I just saw just some data recently around, you know, student voice and what they think, um, you know, attracts them to school and comparing that to what school actually looks like. And so, uh, the students really said, "Hey, the things that we feel like we learn most around our our field trips and labs and getting kind of this you know real world experience," and you know you're talking about that happening three three or more days a week, you know, with a homeschool uh, community or homeschool family versus we really do kind of you know uh, relegate sometimes our students to desks and and the traditional style of learning and our students are telling us that they want kind of a more uh, a more active and a more engaging experience. And that's exactly what you're describing with our homeschool families. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and I, I do believe that children learn best when they learn uh, something they're excited about, self-directed learning or, or hands-on, they actually get to go do it or they go see it. So yeah, I would agree, and and Finland has has stepped into that in their education system. They have some pretty amazing things they're doing there. I've been watching them. Uh, we have some Finnish uh, family background, so I am interested in what they do, and that's that's similar to what they do too. And and in homeschool, it it is very much about doing it, learning as you do it.
0: When we're talking about you know some of these you know activities, uh, some of these opportunities for kids how, how, what are the best ways for kind of homeschool families, uh, to maybe integrate with, um, you know, an extracurricular or something else that maybe is offered at a local high school. And I don't think people, um, necessarily appreciate that you can still, uh, you know, have some other enrichment and some other activities in conjunction with a local school. You know, how does that work? What advice would you give to, to families?
1: Yeah, I, I would say to do your research and, and know that uh, homeschool children are allowed to participate in extracurriculars in our schools. I would also say that um, when those laws were originally written, there was more of a need there. The homeschool community was much smaller. Now we have we have our own uh, athletic teams. Uh, EVAC is is one of our evac one of our homeschool leagues here in in the valley, and these kids play all the sports and they play against schools and and so. It's just what fits best for a family. And that's the beauty of homeschool is the parent says, you know, this is really what works best for our family. And so we're going to go this route. And it it puts the parent in the place of making those decisions. And, and, you know, the parent really is that person who has the long-term interest. I I was a classroom teacher and we have so many amazing classroom teachers, but my focus was that one year, you know, and then I became a parent and, and it changed. Now my focus is, you know, their whole life.
0: Yeah, I was having a conversation recently with a teacher who uh, she she taught in a school that has maybe some socioeconomic challenges, and she said, I really felt really good about what I did with my students, and I had them where they needed to be. And she said, my role at the school changed, and I had the opportunity to go in the, uh, the following year and substitute for a teacher who was maybe taking my, my kids the next year. And she said, I became a little disillusioned. I felt like some of the, the work that I had done became undone uh, because maybe that, that next person didn't care or in the way that I did, not that that person didn't care, but maybe in a little bit different way. And here you have, you really are. You're with your child throughout this continuum, this education continuum from, from the beginning of their their life that starts at birth um, all the way until they're getting to, ready to leave your home. And that's, that's pretty powerful. It is,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And, and to be able to then also, you know, we, when you have that way, I had struggling learners in my classroom and I could work really hard with them. I could even tutor them after school and so forth. But like you said, you know, I'm, I'm handing them over the next year. And, and I even I felt so in love with my students. I considered like seeing if I could kind of move up with, them, you know, but, you know, in the homeschool world, I, I'm teaching my like I have some dyslexic kids. So we, we have an orton gillingham curriculum that is directed specifically to help dyslexic kids. And, and you know, we carry through the same, the continuity from year to year all the way through until we see them um, successful readers and, and writers.
0: You know, that's, that's interesting as well. So I have a son who's, we've had this right, conversation right. before. Mm-hmm. I, I have a son who's diagnosed dyslexic and we have... Um, as parents, you know, gotten him, we, we've gone through the Orton-Gillingham process, which we love, and it's, it's very powerful for kids who are diagnosed dyslexic. It's a great opportunity, but, you know, to your point, you know, you've been able to kind of tailor everything that you do. Um, to this your child's special needs and as much as I love my, my traditional public school um, every year uh, we have a new conversation with a new teacher and our teachers have all been phenomenal uh, but we're having to kind of explain ourselves and maybe uh, make sure our child's rights are, are being uh, are being cared for and they are uh, we love our, our school but to just have that built in um, throughout the entire process I think is really, powerful for kids, uh, with special needs or diagnosed dyslexic, um, like, uh, like your child and, and my son. And, and so that's, that's really great.
1: Yeah. I think it is amazing.
0: So what do you see as some things kind of trending, you know, when, when people, you know, I, I, would assume even in the homeschool community a little bit, you, you see certain trends, Um, you know, things gain popularity and if they have a lot of value, they keep that popularity and maybe people, you know, latch on to something new, you know, moving forward, what do you see as certain trends in the homeschool community?
1: Um, well, you know, we do see a trend of more families with special needs students coming in. I think that the the landscape of homeschool is changing a bit in, in who it is that's choosing to homeschool. We're becoming more diverse and, um, special needs is an area that we've seen quite a few new families stepping in because, you know, and, and I've been a classroom teacher. It is, it is so hard to have so many students and then to be able to focus on your gifted kids and your kids who are struggling. And maybe you have English as a second language kid. And it's just, it's so difficult. I mean, my hat is off to those teachers who are in the classrooms. They have a difficult job you know, ahead of them. And so in the homeschool world, then, you know, you're, you're able to, to meet those needs on a one-on-one or a one-on-three or whatever the case may be. So we're seeing families choose that. I think we're seeing more families have their high school kids dual enroll, you know, and and go ahead and take those classes at a community college or a um, one of our JTEDs here in Arizona where they can go and, and get some mm-hmm. skills training in different areas. Those are fabulous um, options for high school, homeschool kids. And um, <clears throat> we're seeing more and more support groups. You know, it just comes that parents see a need and they tell their friend, hey, you know, there's this need. I really want my child to be able to study literature in a, in a different way. Hey, let's get together and create this support group or this this uh, club or whatever what it may be. And, and so they just create it and make it happen. So the parents jumping in and doing that, um, of course, you know, on many levels, it's always been that way in the homeschool world, but we're seeing more and more variety, especially in, in the Valley. If we have homeschoolers here in the Valley, there's so many opportunities, so many groups that you can, you can really, you know, key in and connect uh, to just about any type of group.
0: Yeah, that brings up a good question. We do live in Maricopa County and, you know, just by sheer numbers, we have a lot of support okay. there. What, what kind of, you know, how does homeschool maybe look different if I live in rural Arizona, if I live in you know, Baghdad, Arizona, or I live in Congress, or, um, you know, just a little bit smaller community where maybe you don't have just the volume of homeschool families that you do here in Maricopa County.
1: Right. I, you know, my, my understanding, I have a couple of friends who have moved from Phoenix. They, they prefer to be out a little more rural. And what I've seen is that um, it's a tighter knit community. You know, they, they bond together in a different way. They need each other in a different way. Here in the Valley, you can pretty much get anything you want a la carte. And, and up in those in those rural sure. areas, you tend to see these families coming together um, in a deeper way and supporting each other, and maybe even on a daily basis. Like I, I said before, there with the, the mom with a science degree, there might be maybe a dad who says, hey, I'm a math major. You know, I'll, I'll do some tutoring this night. And um, in the Valley, you tend to see more families just seeking out those classes and things, one here, one there. But I think in those rural areas, you see these families just knit together and they, you know, they're they're in this journey together. They're raising their kids together. Um, you know, I might have some moms in, in, in my science co-op and then different moms over here in, in this PE co-op. And so, you know, there's this variety. But I think in those rural areas, you know, those that's your tribe. And, and you stick together and kind of almost in a old school homeschool way from when, you know, I, I was yeah. homeschooled in the mid eighties, um, way long ago. And, and it was that way. There were so few of us that we were just really tight.
0: And that makes for some really powerful relationships you know, Absolutely. W- with those people. That's, that's really great. I really appreciate you taking some time for us today. Um, is, I'm going to give you the last word. What, uh, is there any kind of last parting wisdom that you would like to share, or an experience, a personal experience, maybe you'd like to share about uh, to anybody who's who's considering homeschooling moving forward? Yeah,
1: well, I, I would say it, it's a wonderful option. It's amazing, um, just being with the kids, my the relationship that my kids have with each other. They're they're there together. We do we do a significant amount of our learning together. So I would encourage you to give it a try. If it's been on your you want to do for your children, with your to do your research, fail um, your affidavit and and you know let's do it do it right. But you know to um, jump in it, give it a try. you. I think you will find that there's such a supportive community, and there in this information age. That um, yeah, I think most most families will love it.
0: I think that's terrific advice, and you know, I wholeheartedly hope that uh, somebody hears this and decides to give it a shot. Because, uh, like I said, I know a lot of people who have just uh, been so rewarded uh, by by homeschooling their kids. Um, both, the, I think it's there's a lot of value to both the parents and uh, and the children. So thank you for taking the time for us. And this has been really wonderful. Absolutely,
1: thank you for having me. It's been an honor to be here. And please visit afhe.org. All
0: right, and we'll share that out as well. Thank
1: you, Superintendent.
0: Hey, thank you. Have a
1: you. great day. I want
0: to thank Allison Gentala again for joining us to talk about homeschool education, and make sure to visit afhe.org or afhe.org to find out more about Homeschool in Arizona where you can find supports and other resources if you're considering or if you've already made the decision to homeschool your children. Check it out.